0: Welcome back to the Turn by Turn podcast. I'm Chris flying solo today, except not completely solo because I am joined here by, remind me of your name one more time. Uh, It's Gold. Gold, yes, who is developing a fantastic game called The Last Chronomancer. So uh, let's go ahead and just start with that. Do you want to tell me some about yourself?
1: Uh, Well, hey, Chris. uh, First off, how are you doing? Uh, Having a good night? I'm having a great night. Excellent. I don't know if this is going to be replayed during the evening, but we'll we'll assume it's night, anyways. Uh, but anyway, um, as far as myself, um, uh, yeah, I'm a solo indie developer. Uh, I've been working on my uh, on my game f- uh, for I guess a few years now, and uh, uh, yeah, I just uh, I guess I'm pretty relatively new to the whole uh, game development thing. I've three three years in, I guess, and uh, uh, yeah, this is my my first and maybe only endeavor into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Why is that? Just very demanding.
1: Uh it's time consuming for sure. Yeah. And um yeah. And this is my uh I guess my my first game. So it's uh it's been about a good a good year of learning and then uh, a good few years of just uh putting it all together. And uh, yeah, it's it's been uh <laughs> a long, a long stretch for sure.
0: hmm You're not super eager once you you know, the day you turn it in, you're not gonna turn around and do chronomancer too
1: oh man i uh i've thought about uh i mean obviously yeah with the the last chronomancer by itself i have thought about splitting it into two just uh maybe to get it out there and get it a a bit more i guess accessible and say hey look you know here's the first half here's the second half but uh i don't know i I have to go and see how that plays out um see if uh see if be an interest in that but uh Maybe yeah. we'll put it this way at, at the worst <laughs> there'll be a two parter I really can't see myself doing a prequel or spin-off or anything like that um uh, if if I guess when the day finally comes and I get the whole thing done I'd probably like to uh switch just kind of switch gears and not do anything fantasy related for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just wonder if you're going to be like uh, Miyazaki, the guy that makes all those Studio Ghibli movies that while he's making something, he is this bitter husk of a person that's like, everyone (laughs) leave me alone. I hate everything. And then when he (laughs) finally finishes it, he's like, all right, that's it. Never again. I'm retiring. And then he's gone for like a year and they start making another movie. And he goes, none of you are going to do it right. I have to come back.
1: (laughs) And then he does the entire
0: process over again.
1: I mean, uh, I think they actually said that once, uh, I think it actually might've been in relation to, uh, fighting or something or some other sp- contact sport, I think, but they said, uh, you have to really, really love and be passionate about something to do it well, because by the end of it, it will drive you to the brink <laughs> of hatred. And I think, and they're like, and if you don't have that love in it to begin with, uh, you'll never make it to the end. And I was like, hmm, it's, it's not a bad philosophy, actually. I think, uh, excuse me, I think with, um, with mine. Yeah. It's, I, I definitely love the story i'm trying to tell i love the game that i'm trying to make um but if i didn't i think i would have been done after like two weeks to be honest
0: <laughs> yeah because yeah, so, there's only so what is that game about
1: um okay so the last chronomancer it's a uh, it's a, like an indie uh, retro jrpg style game uh it's turn-based. Um, uh basically it's uh about the story of a chronomancer who uh has witnessed the end of time and she's going back in time to uh kind of help guide the six heroes that she saw at the the end of the world and uh she's basically trying to get them prepped and ready and work together to fight this big eventful moment um and yeah it's a turn-based combat game lots of exploration giant world to explore um it's got multiple story paths depending on which hero you choose. Um, multiple endings. Uh, I'm probably even going to have it do a new game plus feature. So if you do want to replay it and check out all the stuff you might have missed, you won't have to uh, play the whole thing over. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a uh, basically the uh, uh, I'd say a standard uh, trope-filled RPG, well JRPG game, um, but then I definitely add some twists and turns. So you you make some friends but uh it's it's a bit more mature and a bit more i guess convoluted than the, the standard mm,
0: that all sounds really good though especially that new game plus mode
1: yeah i find um if you especially if you're asking a player to kind of you know dump in hours worth of effort into playing your game um if you are providing content that They'd have to see if they only went through it an additional time. I'm like, just give them a new game plus. That was kind of what Chrono Trigger did. And it was one of the smartest things I think that they did do is that uh, you can kind of go back in and, you know, hey, (laughs) you know, I played through as the. The soldier and i saw the soldier's path and i saw all the different content that had to do with the soldier but you know what i'd really like to find out you know there was some stuff where the the the, the rogue went off and did all these other things you know what but I, I didn't really see what they did off camera like i'd like to go follow their path and see what's going on there and uh and if you do new game plus then in addition to just going through and doing it all over again you retain like the level and the weapons and everything else so you can kind of just easy mode almost your way through it the second time and it gets easier and easier and faster each time so that
0: sounds great yeah I love stuff like that. How how would you what would you compare the combat to for for podcast people that can't see anything?
1: <laughs> well, podcast people, let me paint you a picture. Um, no, I'd say it's a uh, probably a combination between uh, Final Fantasy VI, which is kind of my big big influence, um, but I took the uh, the row system that they had, which was kind of garbage and then i uh, i mixed it with kind of the uh Suikoden, uh two style uh row system well i guess Suicoden in general but um <clears throat> basically the Suicoden two row uh system where you had kind of weapon ranges and uh so and it, you got different spells and different attacks and different weapons but they the range then determines where you where you are in each row and sometimes you have to swap a different row to dodge you know different attacks and there's an elemental system and Yeah, I'd say if you're familiar with, I guess, the old retro Final Fantasies and the old Suikoden battle system, then you should be able to figure it out.
0: All right. That sounds pretty good. Um, You kind of said what games inspired that. Uh, Is there anything really unique about Chronomancer that you you really want to highlight other than the things you already have? I mean, this sounds Um, great so far.
1: (laughs) No, fair enough. I think uh, uh, unique, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything that's like hundred percent unique. I mean, the story is unique. I think I've, I've come up with a really good original story um, with original characters, but um, the I, characters honest, think, stand
0: out to me a little bit. Cause it looks like we've got kind of like a paladin type and then there's an orc and then there's a samurai.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some, some diverse uh, casting characters going on there. Um, I did want to kind of retain that sense of uh, you can pick the character in class that you want and kind of, focus on them and make them kind of the the better and stronger characters in your team. Um, So there's definitely that. Um, But I, I guess the problem with saying unique is the problem is I think you can always break down where your influences are um mm-hmm. even minor things which may not even immediately come to your mind um like even when i was kind of creating the the light crystal in the um in the opening throne room there uh i thought back on it and i was like ah you know what the the chains and the the steel kind of holding it in place i'm like if i'm I, I never thought about it at the time but i'm like i probably was influenced to do that by the dark crystal, the, uh, the old Jim Henson film or whatever. So then I was like, I, it wasn't a conscious influence. Like I wasn't thinking like, Oh yeah, dark crystal. I got this, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely, I I think to be honest, it probably was one of the inspirations for it. And, um, so yeah, but yeah, like I said, I mean, it's all original story, all original cast and characters. Uh, the combat system—I think the combination of the, co- uh, the combat system is unique. Um, I think what I've been able to do with the uh, the game engine and the, uh, the tile sets, I think, is pretty unique as far as a visual mm. style. Um, a lot of the art I've I've drawn myself, so I'd like to say that's pretty original. But uh, yeah,
0: something else that sticks out to me is that um, your itch page says multiple playable characters eight plus in the demo that's a lot
1: <laughs> yeah and it only gets bigger after the demo but uh yeah no, so we obviously have your six main characters um i mean you play as different characters throughout different stages like the the intro and uh flashbacks and everything else but um yeah so the, the six main heroes for the most part stay together um and then in addition to that there's other recruits that come along the way um but like you mentioned, there's an orc and a samurai. The samurai, I don't think, is even in the demo, to be honest. But uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I think as of right now, I'm working my way on chapter. Chapter one is out there. Um, it's about four and a half hours long. But I'm currently in the middle of chapter four. And by that point, you've got at least a dozen. Um, and again, I think I, I was again influenced by either Suikoden or uh, Final Fantasy VI, uh, where you could have. 12 or 14 playable characters and different classes and it was kind of up to you to choose the the combination that you wanted I mean with Suikoden you had 108 I mean of the 108 I think you had maybe usually around 30 40 I think that you could actually play as as a. Mm. but even then it was a huge number but uh, I don't know it's c- kind of the appeal with that being said I'm not going down the the, the Suikoden road because uh I, I did want to have each of the playable characters kind of, you know, be meaningful and have backstories and not just be like a, hey, you've got a town? Yeah, sure, I'll show up. I'm like, ah, it feels kind of hollow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Are, are you going to be able to miss characters?
1: Um, I, yes, I think may, not within, I guess, the first half of the game. But in in the second half, yeah. Which, again, I think will lend itself to the uh, the New Game Plus feature. Because you could be like, what do you mean you had this character? I never picked up that character. How did you do it? Because uh, to be honest, I always found that pretty fun when I was a kid. When you, oh, me too. Uh, I, I mean, don't be wrong. Every once in a while, I would rent the game from like, a, or, you know, pick pick it up from a friend or rent it or whatever. And I'd be like, how did they have this character? I'm like, I thought, I thought they died. <laughs> and then you'd be sitting yeah. I mean, really, if you go back far enough, there was no... Um, no google search there was no nothing online to go look at it you had to be just sit there and scratch your head and hope that you could maybe buy a gaming magazine maybe or, or just try and find one in a grocery store or something <laughs> just maybe maybe it would explain what you needed but uh, it was kind of cool having those little kind of hidden secrets that were yeah it just felt felt really cool to have those kind of options
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Daniel and I both talk about Shining Force is a big inspiration for us. And, and that one, there's a ninja character that you can only get by um, it's right at the end of the game. There's a bush with a flower on it and specifically the one with the flower on it. That sprite art is used only that one time. So if you're really observant, you can notice that. And if you search it, uh, a ninja pops out and joins you. <laughs> but we like played this game a ton as kids and I, I think both of us didn't figure that out until we were adults and like read it somewhere that i just saw on a list of all the characters they had a ninja listed and i was like what he's not in that
1: like <laughs> <laughs> i've played this 30 40 times i've never seen a ninja what are you talking about yeah it's uh... a <laughs> yeah actually it's a i was thinking back to final fantasy 6 there's a character that you can end up losing halfway through the game um and but then you see other people playing as that ninja and you're like what how did this happen so uh, maybe maybe it's a ninja thing maybe uh maybe i've got if i want to keep it authentic maybe i've got to do something with my ninja characters and uh (laughs) make them make them optional Mm -hmm. for sure
0: i see so you said you were in the middle of part four um how many chapters will there be
1: oh man put the put the grind on there i'm not sure uh if i had to guess i would say Um, but honestly, that's a a really rough guess. Um, right now I'm just basically focusing on kind of getting each additional chapter at this point done and done and polished. It's, uh, just so I don't kind of have to go back, um, game development in general. I noticed there's a lot of go back, repolish it, go back, change it, modify this. And I think Mm -hmm. I finally, especially with the beginning of your game, the beginning of your game is the most critical as far as, uh you know developing a hook for the player you know laying out the characters doing the introductions kind of setting the tone like all that's really really done within the first you know hour to wow for me i'd say four and a half hours to be honest uh but uh yeah but after that it's more a case of okay cool we've we've set the tone we've introduced the characters we've got the story set we've got the sub story set like let's just Kind of take it and go from here so I, again as much as i want to be like hey look it should take this long because i do have the skeleton laid out of where it's supposed to end i i don't feel confident enough to be like eight chapters for sure no more no question because uh i mean the second i do that i'm going to be like ah oh, i i tried playing it it looks like i need like another three chapters worth of gobbledygook all right here we go
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> The next question on our list is, do you have an anticipated release date? And my guess is no. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I I guess the safe answer would be no. Which Um, is fine. I would like to think, well, we'll see how the rest of this year goes. If things go well this year, I might be able to get to the halfway point. Well, let me phrase that. When I say the halfway point, I mean the end of, let's call it Act 2 um so uh, who knows well but i'm on pace i think to get it done by 2023 maybe 2022 i don't know Um, we'll see we'll see uh again a lot of this is i mean i'm not a a full-time developer um i can only really sneak this in you know an hour or two every night Um, (laughs) at least until square enix goes and drives up to my uh my driveway and dumps that bucket of cash but no uh, you yeah, know. until then until I can become a full time developer it's unfortunately at the mercy of uh, what my real life uh, schedule allows so. mm-hmm.
0: well I mean my game is going to take even longer than that so
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I go for the uh, golden standard of uh, if I can get it done before uh, George R.R. R. finishes his books uh, for A Song of Ice and Fire then I'll have made it
0: <laughs> I think you've got quite the cushion
1: <laughs> yeah I would so
0: uh, so what platforms do you hope to release on when you're done?
1: As many as possible. Um, currently, its uh, I'm, I'm very confident I'll have a PC, no problem. Um, and then obviously, uh, setting up to, to be deployed on Steam should be no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100% sure about Mac or iOS deployment. Reportedly, I can do it. Um, I just haven't actually had a chance to put it to the test. And unfortunately, I don't know if I would be able to test the Mac side of things. So I might have to go and reach out to some volunteers for that. Um, and then I, I, again, I don't know what the uh, logistics of it would be, but uh, I definitely don't have anything against putting it out on um, uh, switch or PlayStation or, I, where, wherever possible to be honest it's uh mostly a case of um hey i just want to share this game with as, as many people as possible i mean i'd like to get a, a buck or two back in return just to kind of make up for my losses but mm-hmm. uh, um you know i mostly it's just about uh, sharing my sharing my game and sharing my story with as many people as possible so yeah as many as many platforms as possible
0: yeah i don't i don't think anybody makes uh, an indie rpg for the money in the end <laughs>
1: if they are they're doing it wrong it's uh, a, <laughs> especially if they're going on an epic scale my my strong advice would be do not it uh it is not worth the, the for the time in versus money out even if you you know make it big and get discovered the chances that you recoup the the hours you put in it, it's it's very unlikely that you'll break minimum wage so <laughs> yes. yeah But I mean, again, if I tell the indie developers out there, um, if you, if you want to make it something profitable, either make it quick and easy and, you know, just for a buck or two, or um, use, use your, your games as like a portfolio material, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Showcase your skills. Uh, use that to, you know, as part of your resume. Try and get a, a job full time at a game development company. Because, uh, I mean, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the the yearly salary you'll be making from uh, being a professional game developer for a studio, I mean, it's guaranteed income that way. Well, <laughs> I can't say it's guaranteed. They may let you go in a, a day, but uh, you know, you know what I mean. It's uh, if yes. you can if you can land one of those gigs, that's uh, that's probably the smart way to do things.
0: Mm-hmm. But then you also trade creative freedoms and things, and that's at the end of the day, true. you can you can I think take some solace in knowing that when you when somebody says that your indie game is their favorite game, and that will happen, you oh. know who's responsible for for all that's the true. decisions.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I guess that uh, being an indie developer, um, you're you're right. I've never had to make a firm deadline, which is great. I've never had to. Yeah, come to any I guess artistic compromises on content or dialogue or this and that I mean don't be me wrong I've I've received a an ocean of feedback uh, from other developers and other uh, play testers and everything else and I've <laughs> even when it's been horribly cruel feedback I've appreciated every little bit to be honest because uh even even amongst the most angry feedback, there's usually a, a tiny sliver of something useful that you can use. And uh, and even if you can just mitigate the hate the next time, I'm like, that's it's still very useful feedback. So yeah. Um so yeah, no, it's good. I mean, yeah, even though I don't necessarily have, I guess, as many, let's call it, coworkers or uh committees or bosses to report to, um, yeah, I, I have had received a lot of uh help along the way, I guess, in that sense. That's
0: good. Um if people want to get in on that, where can people find out more about your game?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. um, You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, It's uh, gold, that's G-U-L-D underscore T-L-C. That's where I'm uh, posting daily updates. Uh, And if you're looking for the actual uh, free demo, uh, it's on the uh, itch.io page uh, as the last chronomancer. Um, Like I said, the demo is around four and a half hours. Um, I'm probably going to put an updated version uh, of the demo uh, maybe by the end of the year. There's not too much uh, updated or changed, but there has been a couple little tweaks and a couple more layers of polish that I've put on there since then. So
0: by the end of the year, be... do you mean twenty twenty? Wait, what you mean last year? <laughs> oh yes. I don't I don't know when this is gonna air. So I'm like by, oh yeah. By the end of what year do you hope to put out an oh, updated? demo? Uh, no, as I say,
1: end of twenty twenty. At the end of twenty twenty one, we should have. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I can probably get a, a an updated version of the demo, but I won't. I don't think I'll be putting any more additional content in there. It'll just be more, just kind of updated content, but not additional. I guess so maybe a good way of putting it. I see.
0: Um. So in uh, in that case, what is the best way for people to support you right now?
1: Just like the the last chronomancer TLC, just uh, a lot of uh, love and care. No, um, uh, best way to support me, um, I just again, uh, like I said, that feedback is always valuable. If, uh, if people just want to play my game, tell me what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, when you do download the free demo, there is an option for a donation. Uh, I've never made a withdrawal from it yet, <laughs> so I don't know if it's really supporting me per se, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple bucks sitting in there, and uh, maybe I'll, I'll uh, kind of pay it forward and kind of pay everybody back in some way, shape, or form. But uh, um, yeah, like I said, for me, uh, it's really, uh, when the game's finally done, uh, there will be a price tag associated with that. That would be the best way to support me and kind of. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, re- return the love, but, uh, up until then, just, yeah, it's let me know how you like, guys like the game. Uh, let me know what I can do better. Let me know what I've, uh, hit the mark on, what I've, what I've missed the mark on and, uh, and just be good to everybody. That's, that's the key. Everybody just be nice to one another. That's, <laughs> that's how, that's how I'd be best supported.
0: I, I like that. Um, something I try to live by is even people that, um, Let's say have have different values than my own. Um, I I really believe everybody is just out there doing their best, and that's that's yeah. what I'm I'm doing. It's what you're doing. It's what we're all doing. We're all just yeah. trying to get through life the best we can, and you know, have, be be good to each other.
1: Yeah, man, it's good. It's good to be good. I, I think it's uh, it's it's pretty easy not to be. So it, yeah, it's 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 hard sometimes. But yeah, just everybody, just yeah, be be a bit kinder to one another and mm-hmm. yeah that's and a, if you want to be TLC really moment. uh
0: really kind to gold and you're really into the mac side of things if you're if you're into play testing that maybe shoot him a, a message and <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I, I, i'm not making any promises for all i know uh when i go to deploy this thing on mac it'll just uh start a fire but uh hey you know best, best elect about all of us involved <laughs> yeah
0: but that's what play testers are for it starts a fire somewhere else
1: that's true that's true and then they get back to you and they're like man you won't believe you won't believe the fire we had
0: (laughs) so i have some feedback (laughs) are you
1: sitting down but uh
0: (laughs) well this has been great and i'm really glad that we could have you on
1: yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it, uh, there, Chris. Uh, much, uh, much appreciated, and um, uh, yeah, best of luck to you guys and all of your endeavors. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, check you out more frequently, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's all about the the turn based stuff. And I've heard you got some some interesting podcasts coming up, so I'm definitely going to be making sure to take a listen into those, especially if uh, there's any retro JRPG goodness coming. I yeah, I'm all about that.
0: There's always retro JRPG goodness coming. <laughs> that is right, goodness in its purest form. Uh, Well, you got, uh, I guess that was final thoughts. Um, I think we can wrap it up if you're good.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, I'm good on my end.
0: All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. This has been the Turn by Turn podcast. Go support The Last Chronomancer on itch.io and on Twitter at gold underscore TLC. I got it all right, right?
1: Yeah, you got it. You got it.
0: All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.